from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, December 18th, 2015, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace, uh, the best possible way to make your own website on the internet. L- literally. <laughs> <You're>, uh, <laughs> it wasn't much of an add-on. I was just wanting to affirm what you said. Yeah, 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 like, true. Not, not metaphorically, like yeah. an actual website on the actual internet. <laughs> yeah, but what is the internet is the question that we're really asking, but I feel like that's deviating from what you're trying to talk about here. Your websites will look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. There's no coding required. Uh, Squarespace is intuitive and easy to use. They have state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability and is trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, including... So, case in point, Joy Egg over here. Joy, joyswedding.bandcamp.squarespace.com or yeah, whatever you named yeah, it. Yeah, I, apparently I could have taken the Squarespace off, but I left it on there just for kicks. <laughs> just to let know. I thought that was part of the shtick. Like just like branding, yeah. <laughs> Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use our offer code RELEVANT. Did you do that, Joy? I did. I to did get that. 10% Thank off God. your first purchase. When we buy new sites yeah. of uh, that we launch little projects and stuff. Irrelevant. We use the promo code relevant to get 10% off yeah, at Squarespace. Why wouldn't we? I know. Well, well, why are we paying for Squarespace is the question, but... Huh. That's a real metal, metal kind of do. thought. They well, pay us for the sponsorship, and then we pay them for their services. I think we could work seems out like, a deal. Yeah, seems yeah. like yeah. you could just cut out a, <laughs> a, a middleman step. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'll do it. I love Let's just bartering. go to our barter society. We'll send them like t-shirts and stuff, and they yeah. send us square, website stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I, for my dental work, I'm like, listen, I can pay you Money, money and an insurance deductible. Yeah. Or I can write a funny news story for you. Your choice. I have a list you'd like to have created? Because, yeah, it'll go viral. You got a funny list? Yeah. Uh, yeah let's whip Ever heard of here. 90s Christian youth group lists? I got it. I have a wisdom teeth that needs extracting, so. And I definitely don't have the money, so. so how do we do this? Because I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the, like, almost the whole cast. Yes. This is amazing, because Christmas. Uh, right here, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Hark! Cameron Strang. I like it. Uh, to his left, all the way from Portland, Oregon, down for the party, Joy Egrich. Present. Shoeless. Uh, from <laughs> uh, Loverland, Virginia, also here with us, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Yes. And over there, our illustrious producer, Jeremiah Dunlap. Great to be here. Uh, Shauna uh, had a, was going to be on from mm-hmm. Skype. Yeah. Because she's uh, trapped in the tundra up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and can't. Planes have stopped. They stopped November. <laughs> they'll resume in March. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. They, 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 they occasionally send up a cargo plane of rations. And they just, <laughs> rations. They just drop, drop over the city in little parachutes. Right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they, it's hard they, up there. She's yeah. hunkered down. Uh, but we had a scheduling uh, thing, and she could have been on for about five minutes of overlap with mm-hmm. us. And we thought, yeah. 
Yeah. Why tease the listeners with five minutes of awesome to and just on, take it away? And honestly, why yeah. waste her time? She's, yeah, I mean, she's got a life. She's got, she's got five stuff to do. minutes of awesome back to an hour and a half of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no point. The know? cargo plane's coming. She's got to get outside. Get outside. <laughs> little yeah. silver canteen. They, they can hear it on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. it's, time, it's time to go on the roof and start waving get, flags yeah. around. She has to get her like tennis shoe. To, what tennis racket shoes on? What are those called? Yeah, tennis racket shoes. Snowshoes. That's a better. What did you say? Moon shoes. Those things that we wanted when we were kids. You know, when they're in that little magazine. Come on, Cameron, you had them. Moon shoes. Moon shoes. They had these shoes. things where they were like they these, were the worst. I swear I've talked about these before because I wanted them. I had them. Yeah, they and were then the I heard worst. they were terrible. They hurt so bad. They're like rubber bands that are like in this circular plastic thing that you can strap your feet into. Hmm. And in the commercials, they like bounce up to like rooftops. You're supposed uh, to like feel like you're walking on the moon. But you, you just kind of like. See, the way the way Joy said uh. some magazine that they were in, the fact that you only you and Jeremiah had them. Oh, you know, it makes me think they were part of like a homeschool curriculum. Oh, it was absolutely your mom's newsletter. It was, it was PE. Right. We, All the things you cannot have. Yeah. We have a great show in store today. Um, it's, it's weird because we're playing non-Christmas music as we're now the closest to Christmas mm-hmm. of all these past few weeks we've been playing only Christmas music the last three I believe yeah what's going on yeah and this and then uh, this week and next week we're playing no Christmas music because we're going into best of the year mode mm. oh, oh yeah. I see so all the so music me and Eddie singing so, so all of the music on today's show will be from our best albums of 2015 list that we published this week at, at the website and all the music mm. next week will be from our best songs of the year which we'll publish next week big news yeah. we have a verified Spotify account now for Relevant. Yeah. Whoa. And we have a big playlist up now that's available. The, the, mm-hmm. We launched with four playlists. We have uh, uh, the Relevant Best of 2015 playlist. So our, all of our selections, the best of the year, there's about 75 songs mm-hmm. right now. We're going to add a few more next week when the song list goes up. We have uh, Relevant Editor's Choice. So it's like... Who oh, is that? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's you. It's basically yeah, stuff it's a, you like. It's a brainchild. <laughs> yeah, it's a, all DC talk. It's all shared. We have a collaborative yeah, my, list here. Mine editor? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't see a lot of Weird Al on there. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. yes, Joy? So for those of us who can't chalk up the seven ninety nine a month or whatever it is that for Spotify, was my yeah, can we can we hear that playlist or we yeah. have to pay? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. You can. So you can, there's two ways, you know, you can just like search for relevant and then all of our playlists, our page will be there. But there's also in some of the genres, they have like different brands and tastemakers. We're one one of those brands now so we have like recommended lists and stuff wow and then we have a relevant worship playlist in case you want to you know go vertical sure we we curated <laughs> some some Prayers up <laughs> so hashtag prayers up, hashtag relevant. Time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pr- pr- praying hands emojis. Yeah. And yeah. It's right there, guys. And then uh, uh, after much... Uh, you have El Shaddai on that playlist? <laughs> people asking. Keep going. Uh, we have a, as heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist. So all the music cool. that you've been hearing on the show over the years is on a playlist as well. QQ about that. That means quick question. Um, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what, um, any of the songs that like Jeremiah, like Jeremiah's jingles or is it like actual music it's actual music not to dog you but your jingles have been some of the most memorable moments of the year for me (laughs) uh we have a great show in store for you today coming up later rend collective joins us they have a a christmas album out so in case you're fiending for some christmas music Mm -hmm. there is some coming up later okay uh rend collective kind of talks us through some of their favorite tracks and gives a story behind some of the music that they just made and they Uh, have accents which is great <laughs> like what kind of scottish. accent oh yeah scottish accents how, how would they say their band name in their uh, in their accent i don't know i think it's like ren collective <laughs> i want to say something with, from braveheart but was that scottish yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized I don't know any lines. No, I think freedom. Freedom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all you got. That's yeah. all you need. Oh, yeah. Uh, we also speak with Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist Maurice Posley, who, uh, in addition to being the New York Times bestselling author of three true crime books, works with the Northern California Innocence Project. He also helps to run the National Registry of Exonerations, which tracks wrongful convictions and exonerations across the country. Hmm. Uh, because the best, you know, it's Christmas, and the best way to celebrate the birth of Jesus is by talking about some true crime and wrongful convictions. Mm-hmm. It's the season. Actually, it's because it's <laughs> Serial just came back, and oh, yeah. all the true crime stuff. Yeah. And so we thought we'd go to a real true crime journalist and talk to him well, about the, this phenomenon. And the new Netflix 10-episode uh, series, Making a Murderer, oh. about a guy wrongfully convicted, and then and another possible wrong conviction of murder is getting rave reviews. I mean, yeah. they're saying this is one of the best things Netflix has ever done. So yeah, this guy actually works with tracking exonerations. And he won a Pulitzer Prize for his work in hmm. uh, in true crime. So one pretty guess, impressive. Guy. One, one guess who was really excited to talk to him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, no, I'm not throwing shade at the Scottish Wren Collective. They have cool accents. This guy frees people from life in prison. No big deal. Yeah. These people have the death penalty. No big deal. Nothing impressive here. They give out Pulitzers all the time. Yeah, it's so easy to get. So, yeah, You've you got one. Them. You have to, like, put them in storage. You've yeah, got so many yeah, of them. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, no, because no we're talking about Braveheart, didn't he always seem a little bit old for the girl that he was in love with? Like Braveheart, the guy that was the, the thing back then, though, right? Well, well, well this is a, a, a William. You're talking about Mel Gibson in the role of William Wallace. Yeah. The fun fact is, Mel Gibson didn't want to star in the movie, but <gasps> the only way the studio would let him direct it would let him direct it is if he agreed to star. Because who at did the he time, want to star? He, I don't think it was cast. Tom Hanks. Mickey Rooney. Freedom! Mickey Rooney? Danny DeVito and Mickey Rooney. It's a little buddy cop. Mickey uh, and, and get this, they're twins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the funny thing about it. Yeah, same person. Did you guys know... I, I don't even... We shouldn't even get into this. Which is exactly why we should get the, into it. The... The... the, the I would want to do a podcast at some point where we talk about the movie Twins and then talk about the movie yeah. where Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes pregnant, yeah. which is actually a sequel to Twins. Like, it's in the same is franchise. It? Where Wait, is it really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check this Twin while, while I'm talking about it. But think about this era in Hollywood yeah. where you couldn't have just like a straight up comedy. It had to have like an implausible sci-fi twist. Right. Like it had to involve time travel. Right. Like, well, yeah. like Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Right. Well, like Tom yeah. Hanks, like he becomes a kid in like a man's body. Like it, it can't just be do- funny. We both have to be standing by a fountain, get hit by electricity, switch brains. Exactly. This is it. <laughs> and, and so yeah, it's it, funny. It, it, and there was like there was like a, an era of sitcoms like that too, where it was like let's do let's do a show like a family drama, but wait, this they're animatronic dinosaurs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we couldn't do the good. honeymooners anymore. We got it. Oh, is that the not the mama show? Yeah, yeah. 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 but then you had dinosaurs. You had Alpha. And then when conventional shows, this is what got me, when conventional shows would do something totally implausible, like when Steve Urkel becomes Stefan Urkel. Like, mm-hmm. forget the yeah. fact that that cannot happen. Like, <laughs> and this is an otherwise plausible show. Right. Like, there's nothing in the show that isn't based in reality. Right. And it's just like around season seven, like, Definitely. you know what's hot right now? Yeah. That Sci- Alf thing. We gotta do, yeah. we gotta do sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So get this, he invents a machine and becomes like a suave weirdo. That's yeah. not why they did it. They did it because he, the actor, was like outgrowing the little uh, tween. You know, he was like it was hot. weird. But what was the name of that but, actor? But, but, but Jaleel think, White. Right. But think about this for a minute, okay? Like, imagine like a show right now that does re- like a reasonably like a sitcom that does reasonably well, right? 
I can't think of one. But like but a like, CBS one, like a generic one. Like right. if all of a sudden, yeah, two broke girls. Two broke girls, right. Yeah. All, <laughs> like they, 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 like a story arc for half the season was one of them was traveling back to a diner in the 50s and serving right. James Dean. Right. Like it'd be like, where did this come <laughs> right. from? Back then it was like, no, it's not a big deal. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Vidio are twins. Yeah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. What's weird see, about the, this? Because they look so different, but they're twins. They're so twins. Twins. <laughs> He gets pregnant. He's yeah. a man. Yeah. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How is How is that happening? <laughs> That's really, yeah, three broke girls, though. Yeah. It's just it's the regular two, but then it's just like one. It's like, like alien. You sell one from the colonial times. Yeah, yeah. How did she get here? And all this way, she's literally churning butter back there. <laughs> Doesn't she know we like have butter? Like, seriously? <laughs> so everybody's here in, in person. If you're listening to the show for the first time, this is rare. It happens like once or twice a year. Everybody's here because tonight we have the relevant Christmas party. So uh, uh, Jesse and Joy were so kind to fly down and join us. But right after we record this, we're going to have um, a little kind of family party here at the office and play some games and stuff. Yeah, so, and yeah. one of them is how well do you know your coworker? Yeah. And we do this like thing where you kind of anonymously kind of send in a thing of, of like a fact about yourself. And then <laughs> everybody has to kind of guess which one, which fact belongs with which person. Yeah. And in the car on the way up here, I just picked them up from the airport. They realized they hadn't sent in their fact. I haven't either. Uh-oh. You haven't. No, I text walk, it to walk Nikki. Out of this yeah. room right I don't have now. Nikki's phone number, but I will right after this. Do it. I don't have a. Working on it right. She's now. working on it right now. Just tell her. Okay, let I have. Me, a, I'm me, on well, a podcast. Hey, it, it can't. <laughs> it can't be any more truly disturbing than somebody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them, I told. So, so Jesse, what was yours? Because the game's already happened at this point. Yeah. By yeah. The, yeah. So hold on, my, but hold on. Is it going to wreck it for us? Because we're going to play the game. Are we, where, what's, I, what's mine yours? was I oh, once listened to Nickelback for 168 shows. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> now I realize that could apply to a lot of people in this office. No, I will say this. So I throw out that little bit of trivia. Joy says something that I'm pretty sure that if a statute of limitations hadn't already come and gone, what she's about to tell you, she could be tried oh, no. for, for like animal cruelty or some some oh, sort of joy. It's we very disturbing. You were weird. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, the cat wanted to get or at close. least reckless endangerment at, oh, at the no. bare minimum. The kitten. I'm going to ask Maurice Posley about this. Continue, Joy. <laughs> so our mother cat, our mother cat, which was Puma or Stunts, we had two cats that had kittens. Um, she liked to keep all the kittens. There was like eight of them warm. Ugh. I know. So she would take them down to the furnace area. Oh no! And oh, one no. night there was a smell of burning. Oh no! Burning, yeah. burning uh, cat. And the only, <laughs> we'll the only orange kitten. That we had named Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Oh, uh, was like walking around a flame. Yeah. Do you Wait. think that they're more flammable than the other ones? Because they're orange. I think so. I think so. Just like redheaded. He was people. just walking around. Redhead. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying redheaded people are more flammable than other people? They are defend- more susceptible to getting burned. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. sunburn. Yeah. And oh. they feel so. Technically, pain they are stronger. more flammable. That's true. Hold on. I don't want you to exaggerate. I want you to tell me honestly. The cat was walking around on fire. Yeah. Now, was it as funny as it's is it is in my head right now, or not at all? Okay. Not funny. I will admit, maybe the cat on fire isn't so funny to a little kid. I mean, I'm sure to a little kid. Well, seems okay. like it'd be <laughs> wouldn't it be terrifying if my kids saw a cat on fire? They would just scream and cry forever. <laughs> they would haunt their dreams. Yeah. Like maybe be- I was a weird kid. I don't know. I had a hamster that I, I hated too. I think we're too. zeroing in. I know. I wanted to feel affection towards. Oh. I did feel affection towards our I- family dog. Oh, what? you are weird. I wanted to feel affection. I wanted to feel what the other kids felt. <laughs> I don't know what pain feels like. Da- Daddy, what is smile? What is smile? No, I will say I cried the hardest I've ever cried when our vet, 
our vet ran over our family dog. What the what? irony? How that did is, that happen? That is super ironic. <laughs> it's so bad. And then ran, and then pulled forward and ran over it again. Yeah, yeah. Just no. He was leaving the house. It's like, listen, I know you guys were were very concerned about uh, you know D- the, the illness. Ra- I have good news. He's going to live at least twenty three more dog years. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Make sure. Hey, let me know when he needs uh, you know his new shot. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like that. If I tell you the story, you guys will all be weeping. I've had to do this game for 15 years, and it is every year increasingly hard to, number one, find something I haven't talked about on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And and then number two, I've had to do 15 things that I haven't talked about on this podcast. So what what is yours? Well, my default comes back to uh, I've had plenty of traumatic pet deaths. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have. That's I right have now. traumatic endings. Ones I haven't even talked about on the show. Seinfeld like, or something. So, right? so little Did Jerry Seinfeld. Any yeah. of them involve a cat burning? No. Or, or your vet killing <laughs> your dog. So funny. Equally traumatic. I've had my own traumas, but but mine uh, is also about a pet death on this year's. Man. But let me just say, remember the slice I did? You know, I know you guys remember all my slices sure. in Journal Bottom at Night. What year was this one from? From the 1992 Journal of Medicine. Yeah. Keep where going. I talk about how you do the opposite emotion to what you're feeling. So as yeah. a child, oh, yeah. I'm sure my laughter was actually because I was really sad so that Tiger sad. died. So yeah. maybe you felt too much. I felt too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just we'll, wanted to push it down. We'll go with that. that. Makes yeah. Joy. Yeah. But <laughs> so so it's Christmas season and you guys come down. We're playing games and Christmas stuff and we're thinking like how to make every year we try to think how to how to make the Christmas party better than last year. How to make you know things funnier, games more fun. And and I thought, man, this year we have an expert at taking things to eleven right here in our midst. <gasps> and we figured it it should be time for a Christmas edition. That's you're walking down the aisle. We are gathered here today in the presence of God to witness and celebrate the union of joy it's and be performed that guy. live by Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can do an extended version. Okay. But I just yeah. have that he in can, your he heart. Can, he can vamp for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you put that into a, a four-piece little? Uh, oh yeah. Okay, thank oh, you. My oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really good. Can you imagine if the little string quartet's doing the traditional stuff and then kind of starts to do this riff and then goes back to? That would be funny. So it's you know, Joy. We figured you could bring some tips to our listeners. And give us some advice on how to take this, you know, remaining week of the Christmas season, two and eleven, making it unforgettable. Take it away. I think surprises are fun. Okay, I don't. And I also think community is really important. Yeah. So what I think um, you should probably do. I hate surprises, you, and I spend most evenings alone. Just okay, that Bingo, well, Cameron. You can take your earbuds out now. Um, so what I think would be a really fun way to take it to an eleven is um, a couple nights before Christmas, um, go into one of your neighbor's yards. Mm-hmm. Because you obviously these are people who have like waited last minute to do things, so yeah. you don't have a Christmas tree. Go into your neighbor's yard, cut down a tree that seems like they would know it's theirs, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, like a, a significant tree in their it's yard. It's not yeah. like a bottle brush tree that shares the property line. It is like an oak yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah, it's something yeah. that maybe their great grandfather planted. Right. And yeah. Then you memory of the great grandmother. <laughs> you bring it to your house. You decorate it really pretty, and then you find out. Well, you know that these people weren't able to go, you know, home to their family because of the big storm or whatever. And you say, hey, come over to our house for Christmas. <laughs> and then they've been pretty sad because their great-grandfather's tree got Ain't chopped down. Certainly. Yeah. And then you're like, come in. And Merry they're Christmas. reunited with yeah. the tree. And, and then Merry Christmas. Yeah. They're like, 
Oh, oh! So that's that's that's, that's a weird k- thing to do. You're the type of person that tortured kittens. Yeah. yeah. So you killed the you killed the tree. I see. <laughs> I had I had when I was growing up. I had some friends that were just into like really weird, subversive pranks that had no payoff for them. <laughs> like they uh, went that to me. they went to this is true story. They they bought a tree one day. Like at that like spent money and purchased a a you know a tree at like a. a nursery yeah. or whatever like a large one yeah yeah they they picked a random house that night in the middle of the night quickly dug a hole and planted the tree and drove away yeah <laughs> so that when the homeowners woke up there was a tree <laughs> planted in their yard like they it's didn't like, get to pay it weren't like they were spying in the bushes they just had to know like that is that guy's really gonna be telling funny that story forever i love that stuff i'd like he woke up and there's a tree in his yard it's not like a random act of kindness it's kind of like it's just um, a random act of oddness it's like environmentalist <laughs> gone bad yeah, yeah. yeah. rogue rogue arborist yeah that's, that's what the <laughs> Needs yeah. more of the rogue arborist. <laughs> I've like, watched that show. Yeah, coming to CBS. <laughs> I've watched that show. It has a laugh track, but but wait, do do but bro- wait his twin right. Danny DeVito. <laughs> An oddly physical disproportionate Danny DeVito. <laughs> Two broke arborists. Two broke arborists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for. Two broke pet arsonists. <laughs> what I love about being here is that I I can glance over at you and I can see the wheels turning. <laughs> it's because I'm not smart enough to not show that. I'm like I'm using everything I can to figure out a word. <laughs> like when we were talking about Braveheart, I said you were literally at the mic going. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time for our look back at what's happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for. In case you missed it. Uh, big news in the podcasting world uh, this Con- week. Congratulations! Serial uh, <laughs> came back. Oh, yeah. Did you guys, did you yeah. listen to episode one? Yeah, everyone yeah. has. Been me? Was, Even no, you? I'm waiting. Okay, yeah, it's just I, I six got, hours. I'm holding on to it. Yeah. I got to binge. Yeah. I got to do a chunk at a time. So, yeah. so, Eddie, let's give a quick recap. This season, they've they, it's a new case. It's not the the no longer the case of an spoiler, odd side. Spoiler free, right? Yeah, this okay. is spoiler no, free. Be all, yeah. uh, because it's been in the news. It's uh, uh, the case of Bo Bergdahl, who served as a uh, prisoner of the Taliban for five years in Afghanistan after he wandered off his base. Mm-hmm. He was in the army under mysterious circumstances. He actually is facing court martial in real life. It came down yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, the verdict. So oh, it, I didn't know that. Th- th- this yeah. seemed like a pretty cut and dry case. Like if you just read kind of the bullet points on the news, like, well, here's a guy who wandered off his base, uh, you know, was, you know, possibly sympathetic to maybe the yeah. Taliban. They don't really know why he did it, but it cost the lives of, of American soldiers who yeah. were trying to rescue him for five years. They ended up doing a prisoner exchange a few years back to get him free. Mm-hmm. And it costs five Guantanamo Bay Taliban prisoners. So he's caused a lot of trouble with his possible desertion. And Sarah Conan and the gang are trying to get to the bottom of it. And the cool thing is you actually hear from him. He hasn't talked to, spoken to the press yet, but he has a relationship with a filmmaker who recorded all these conversations. Episode one sets the context, but I feel like it's pretty strong. Wait, so my question is, if the verdict came out yesterday, it, how is it, that not going to ruin the show? Well, it wasn't. It was uh, that he was going to actually face court martial because right because when they first started um, recording, yeah, the, the charge show, came out. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. So, so when they yeah. first started, so the trial will likely be ongoing through the course mm. of the show. So then the show are is it complete? What they've done, or are they going to be doing it parallel to what's happening? I, I'm pretty sure they've got a, a a good start on it, but like the last one, it was kind of updated in real time as. Yeah. 
developments happen. So, um, yeah, but very cool. I, that's that's uh, it's weird that we live in an era that a new season of a podcast is like one of the biggest things happening in pop culture. Yeah. But legitimately, yeah. that's it's it's it was really know, exciting. Yeah, I and when's the ones. when's the scripted serial coming out? The TV show, I, I don't think they have a, a release date for that. It's Pretty kind of in development. They're yeah. having a hard time finding two opposing physical figures to like make it hilarious. Because they're twins. <laughs> right. They're biological yeah. twins. That's Arnold the thing. is not available. Yeah, Arnold can't do it. They're thinking The Rock, but then they just are having a hard time finding his counter. Elijah Wood. I would watch Elijah The Rogue Arsonist starring those two guys because it's funny because Danny DeVito, he can't lift a tree. Yeah, that's why it's funny. But yet, listen to this. He's but it works. The biological identical <laughs> twins it makes no sense <laughs> but wait halfway through the season guess what the twist is during one of their late night expedition guess who goes to the bathroom and comes back with a positive pregnancy test <laughs> 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 how is this possible I don't even know but I can't stop watching uh, we're talking about you know uh, nightmare uh, kittens on fire oh. well we've been resting soundly for the last 20 years knowing that Will Smith averted uh, the all out alien invasion back in 1996 on the oh. 4th of July oh, favorite movie and saved everyone guess what though no. They are back and they don't look happy. There is a new Independence Day what? coming out, <laughs> and it's called Independence Day Resurgence. The trailer came out this week. The trailer is no, part of the trailer. Incredible. With Will Smith? Yeah. No. Is, no. It, is no. it Michael Bay? Will, Will Smith. You want to go watch it, Joy? Yes. Today, yes. You will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Fall back. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate. Wait, no, I legitimately, I feel like I've said this. I saw it and I've never seen a movie in the theater more than once and I saw Independence Day in the theater three times. Well, the sequel is it's, headed to theaters. Yeah. What is your favorite movie, Joy? Oh, man. You're um, just such an interesting character. Well, we were Hook. Well, I, we that talk, was like the first PG movie I ever saw. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's your first taste of adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tinkerbell Tinker said a bad Ruf- word and I was Rufio. like... Yeah. Joy, <laughs> little Joy grew up that day. <laughs> she <Yeah>. did. She <laughs> did. We were talking... Uh, who Tinkerbell, would, the innocence gone. Those words yeah. taste nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hook and then... Where's that kitten? <laughs> <laughs> we have another visual in case you missed an item. Uh, the trailer for X-Men colon Apocalypse Never out. seen an X-Men movie. Me neither. This one, this one we should actually play some of the audio. And this one has some serious biblical undertones uh, references to Yahweh the Bible the four horsemen of Revelation well, it's starring Paul um, <laughs> yeah the lead you know, the lead actor is Paul the, um, anyway here's the here's part of the the trailer I've been called many things over many lifetimes Ra Krishna Yahweh Ever since the world found out about mutants, there have been secret societies who see them as some kind of second coming or sign of God. They believe that tens of thousands of years ago, an ancient being was born the world's first mutant. You are all my children, and you're lost because you follow blind leaders. But I am here now. I'm here for you. 
I think I have to see the first 20 X-Men to understand that one, though, right? <laughs> I do that's, f- that's the thing. You can't jump into these. Well, well, I feel right. like with this one... Well, I think the last I'm one... I'm in the same could've... predicament with Star Wars. Yeah. I haven't seen Star Wars, and I want to see the new one, but am I going to be lost? Can, can I just say this, though, about Star Wars? Let's call... Let's, let's, let's say it. They don't really hold up. Like... But the so, new one, ninety-seven percent fresh. No, that's what I'm saying. But but if you wanted to jump in right now, literally, you could spend ten minutes on Wikipedia. Yes, like reading what happened during the last six movies yes. and be totally caught. That's the thing about Star Wars; they were really big at the time. But if you watch them now, they don't really hold up that also, well. Like they they kind of get well, by on the nostalgic. merit. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we uh, this week, Nikki, our project manager, came to my office yesterday. She's like, she was going back to her desk, and she just like said, she goes, "I swear, the my entire job this week is breaking up Star Wars conversations that keep happening all over the office. <laughs> like like it's all the the staff is talking about. My slice is about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped up. See." Um, yeah, I'm kind of on your boat. Like, I watched them as a kid, but I was like, this isn't that great. Like, no, but here's the thing. I don't think they're, like, the greatest movies, but this is, like, a cultural moment. Yeah. Like, you got to see it in IMAX. Absolutely. It was shot for IMAX. It's, like, going to be a thing. Yeah, I drove by the the little mall one uh, yeah. by my house, and yeah. they have, like, the, it's, like, a little upstairs theater, yeah. like, small screens that you just kind of go to maybe on a matinee or yeah. a, yeah, yeah, a yeah. rom-com or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, movie. like, and it's set on the marquee, like... Uh, Star Wars premiere tickets still available. Like nobody <laughs> wants to see it in that yeah, little theater. Exactly. <laughs> like, all, what's the point? Yeah, I can't imagine going. Like Brunson's going tonight. Like she's going opening. It opens today, right? Uh, or, Thursday but, night. Opening Thursday. Yeah. Like, ugh, I, all the yeah. costumes and everything. I'm gonna go like a week later at like eleven o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm Just alone. You. Who can watch that with all yeah. those people? Yeah. With the people making out in the back row. Like that, that, thi- no, that no, one. Oh, 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, the cosplay ones. You know, like I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so this is There's, the last one then? No. 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 They're this rebooting. They're going to do. No. They're doing another like trilogy. more. They're doing another trilogy, and then they're doing different. Spin-offs. Yeah, spinoffs with, I think, Hans, uh, who is it? Boba Fett's getting his own uh, movie. It's all, and it's he, all true. And in it, Young, what's funny? He's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, but wait for and it. Boba Danny Fett and Yoda DeVita are twins. Is Yoda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It turns out they've been twins all along. <laughs> They're the same person. He's his father and he's his brother. You pregnant? You are? <laughs> <laughs> this is so zany. <laughs> Uh, Ed Norton was so moved by photos of the Syrian refugees that uh, the Humans of New York blog posted. That he's coming out of Club 2. It went viral. (laughs) I mean, President Obama commented on these photos, just photos of of some Syrian refugees. Anyway, Ed Norton was so moved by it, he started a CrowdRise campaign and has raised uh, over $400,000 for Syrian refugees, which I thought was really cool. The power of a blog, the power of imagery, the power of media Mm. to actually impact real people. That the like, people in the blog are, are going like to be the yeah. recipients. And it's like, are, are you guys familiar with Humans of New York? Do you yeah. Ever, yeah. So, you know, they give a brief story of context for these photos, which they're incredible photos of these three individuals. And this guy that was featured in the photo was a scientist in Syria. Uh, he His home that he lived with his family was blown up by a missile. And he, wow. he had seven family members die. Uh. And he was able to escape uh, to Turkey, I believe it was, with his son and daughter, who are both teenagers. Hmm. Um, And but because of restrictions, even though he's a a scientist and was a well-esteemed person in Syria, could can't work legally. So he's preparing to get resettled in Michigan. And uh, you know the after the photos came out, you know in the story, you get it's easy. I feel like with the Syrian refugee 
issue to to kind of think about it on a high level. But when you hear the stories of some of these mm-hmm. people and how harrowing it is, yeah, you know, it's really moving that Edward Norton was able to kind of bring it to the forefront, mm-hmm. and a lot of people gave. Yeah, I uh, I it, when I was in Lebanon, I met with uh, a mom. She was she had three children, and she was twenty seven. And in Syria, she was a nurse. It was mm. a professional upper middle class family. Uh, when they were fleeing, um, her husband was gunned down in front of mm. the kids and mm. her as they were running in, uh, for safety. And they made it to Lebanon, and she's a nurse and can't work. And so it was wow. the same situation where mm. they were trapped and penniless. And uh, here's this degreed, accomplished, you know, young woman, mom of three, and can't support her family. It's yeah. really sad. Amazing. Hey, what's up, Nikki? What's going on? Nikki just showed up to get Eddie's uh, uh, fact about... What do you think, Nikki? Uh, I'm going to warn you, Nikki, it has to do with burning cats. No, I'm going to say, <laughs> I, I know what it is, Eddie. What is it's, it? Go uh, ahead, Jesse. If... I've already thought about who would play me in a biopic, and it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Y- yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, I know he is dead, but there's got to be some sort of reanimation. <laughs> so that it, would be, it would be the hologram. Yeah, they could just cut the together. Hologram. Yeah, they could just cut together like Magnolia His clips. best scenes, yeah. yeah. I, which, have you guys seen that? <laughs> have you guys seen Let's this? Talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and last, in case <laughs> you missed it. We had to talk about other stuff. That's fine. <laughs> Move on. Uh, the uh, charity Action Aid has... Um, pretty much given the world the greatest Christmas gift of all time <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, to raise awareness for what they're doing and uh, uh, anti-poverty programs and stuff that they're doing. Uh, one of the things they're doing is providing goats to families uh, in developing countries, you know, because that provides nourishment, uh, milk, uh, yeah. milk, you yeah. know, companionship, what about somebody something that's just... to burn. It's actually goats. Are, I, I, I had read somewhere that goats are like the most, uh, Populous, like domesticated animal on the planet, because of all the things that they can serve, yeah. like you know, uh, needs. Yeah, uh, they they're great tutors for the kids doing homework at night. Uh, <laughs> you can ride them to school in the morning. I mean, it's it's what anyway. fantastic. Well, anyway, what can't a goat do? Is <laughs> that's really what we're saying. Um, Go They have released an album. Uh, entirely consisting of Christmas uh, carols sung by screaming goats. Here's Silent Night. <laughs> oh, that is so disrespectful. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, it goes on from there. They uh, have a whole album, though. The it's on album Spotify is, for the, free. The album is called All I uh, Want for Christmas is a Goat, and the entire album is available on Spotify. They didn't even try with the title. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, put a the goat in a word. it took them so long to do that. That's the right. They have, like, th- they have like a sound bank of thousands of goats screaming. They're like, hold they're... on, is that a B flat? No, 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 we kind of... Okay, we'll try a different goat. Are you going to be playing that at the Christmas party tonight? Goat piano? Yeah. Uh, goat piano <laughs> at the quiet Ritz. quiet enough that people don't say anything, but if they really tuned in... <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That All right, amazing. that'll do it for... In case you missed it. Uh, entertainment releases. Music coming out on Friday, December 25th. Big day. Ooh. Literally nothing. 
Nothing's coming out on Merry Christmas. If you're trying to buy albums on Christmas, people go to the movies on Christmas. They don't buy albums. It's yeah. Uh well, So that brings us to movie releases coming out on Friday, December 25th. Actually, a lot and several good ones. Yep. Uh, Concussion is coming out. That's the the one with uh, Will Will Smith, and it's getting rave reviews about the NFL's cover up of the concussion oh. scandal. And, good for Will Smith. By the he way, got a Le- Golden Globe nomination, didn't he, for that film? I, I believe so. And the music's really good. If you're looking for new music, Leon Bridges did an original song for that's featured. Oh, so did. Uh, Flory, one yeah. of the artists who was recently in our studio. Yeah, yeah Flory's on the soundtrack for Concussion. Did yeah. Will Smith do a song for it? Yeah, it's called NFL Executives Just Don't Understand. <laughs> hey, can we go back to uh, Independence Day? You guys never told me about Will Smith. Yeah. J- July 4th. Yeah, All will be revealed on July yeah. 4th. What do, you need, what do you need to know? Well, someone said there's something about his character. Will Smith, oh. they couldn't afford, they said that they... Uh, uh, he it, didn't want to do a sequel because he had just done After Earth with his son. Yeah, and, he, and they couldn't really afford to make it worth his while. So they have all, I mean, it's not like a spoiler. I think that they're kind of making it. They've, yeah, they've released that. it. His, his character died they in the 20 it. years between yeah. that, you know. During a, a yeah. test flight of one of the aliens. Well, what ships. happened was he got a concussion when he was hitting and playing with the aliens. <laughs> actually, right. Undiagnosed, big issues, died. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Earth. But oddly, he died in a furnace in somebody's basement. It was really <laughs> weird. And, and, the and, whole, you, you know the and I was there. You know the weirdest part? This is very dark. He was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Will, you're going to deeply, deeply regret you, saying no to Independence Day, too. <laughs> your career's over, sir. Congrats <laughs> on your Golden Globe. You made the biggest mistake of your life. Also coming out, Daddy's Home. Uh, it's the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg uh, stepdad situation. That's really funny. Also coming out, The Revenant, that uh, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio that, one. That's like that gonna be that the best explains movie. why for the last three years he's had that horribly scraggly beard yeah. in yeah. all of his public appearances. Yeah. Yeah, it's this movie. I, I know the, the like the filmmakers doing like you know some experimental things with the style. I get motion sickness just watching that trailer. Yeah. Like he gets those very low sweeping three. But it's the same guy that did Birdman, and Birdman was crazy. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, again, like f- films that are more memori- memorable for their cinematic style and not the what, story. Like uh, the wire, uh, the walk, the walk in the wire one that just came out last year. Oh, I, I didn't see it. The I, walk. I, yeah. the walk to remember with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody's everybody saying like, I, I didn't see it yet either. I saw the documentary, but yeah. I, uh, this movie apparently wire, yeah. the way that they shot it, like you actually get vertigo, like you're on the wire with them. Yeah, like, yeah. well, that's like, a, people are getting nauseous like, in the theaters. A walk in the clouds with uh, <laughs> the guy from Speed, dude. <laughs> super emotional. Uh, also coming out, Point Break and uh, oh, the, dude. Hate, the Hateful Eight. Finally, dude. okay, yeah, real quick, the original Point Break. Let me just tell you the cast. Okay. Patrick Swayze. Nailed it. Keanu Reeves. Still got it. Terrible. Gary Busey. Okay. <laughs> that is the cast of this film. It is the campiest, most unselfware. Oh, guess who is also plays villains? The band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, in yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. nice. The original Point Break is unintentionally hilarious, but intentionally awesome. I don't know why they're remaking it because the first one's perfect. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's like remaking the Dream Team uh, sports thing. Something you keep going. <laughs> that's yes. it. We're done. And the hateful eight. That's yeah, all. That's all. Jordan other athletes. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. In case you missed it, Joy's crank it to eleven. Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Tell me, Bama's mouth, boo. But I was 
Lasting for days and I'm the gas in the tank Now you're starting to walk away I said, hey, can I take you for a day? That was bad, I could not smile on my face I told you I was a millionaire You said, how about that? It was a lie you're listening to Kapeki. The song is Quarterback. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Alabama Shakes with Don't Want to Fight No More. I liked that song. Oh, so good. In my mind, I sing like she does. Yeah. You know, like when you're like in real the sh- soulful rock. In my mind, yeah. I, I Wait, that act? wasn't a dude? Yeah. No, it's, no. it's a girl. Oh. But in real life, you seem like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's true. amazing. When we were at Lala, she came out on stage with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Was, oh, wow. Which, I wasn't there because I, I couldn't have cared less about seeing Paul McCartney, but they said that one song was pretty cool. I yeah. mean, for Paul McCartney, the uh, fr- you know, despite which, if you like his music or not, he still you know looked at as credible rock I was royalty. On the, I was at the other stage seeing the, the weekend. Shame. Little Cameron grew up that day. Unofficially, yeah. it was the like what happened with Joy and Tinkerbell. <laughs> some, of the, some of the things the weekend got into talking about, I learned and some physically new... miming on stage. Oh, yeah. It was I learned what? some new words. Like, that what day. sir is that? What are you? Hold on, I oh, think I know. Pa- yeah, no, but, but for Paul McCartney, is he pregnant? <laughs> for Paul McCartney to bring someone on stage is sort of a you know almost a passing of a torch, or at least saying this is a, an artist in rock and roll is doing something really cool. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that's cool. All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, so I one of the things I love about the end of the year is they come out with all of these like end of the year lists and research that yeah we uh, do that too yeah so uh, the a uh, stately it, it's a uh, you know you know why because it's easy content and we just kind of phone it in these last yeah. couple weeks of the year no one cares hey Cameron you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah actually Jesse's coming out with a pretty hot list of the top ten end of the year lists yeah, <laughs> top ten hey. years of the last ten years hey. we started 2015 speaking of lists um, one of the things we're doing remember a few weeks ago we talked about Doug our new video guy our, yeah. new, our new video yeah. team Doug um, we have started <laughs> Doug is very cool he's wearing a cool hat today <laughs> he, yes, that's the mark of any good cinematographer. Yeah. But, that's, that's but Doug, now uh, we're taking these. We we noticed that we were doing a lot more of these visual kind of stories on the website, yeah. and so we thought we need to. Uh, and we've done some crowdsourced ones, like you know, like tell us you know the worst this you've ever heard or whatever. Kind of almost like our question of the week here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing it on the website, and they've been hilarious. Our, our readers are really funny, and yeah. so mm-hmm. we started shooting them and reenacting them. And so this week, the very first one, our uh, stars our very own uh, Jeremiah Dunlap. I killed it. And another staffer. Uh, and they uh, acted out amazing Christian pickup lines, you know, that were drawn from the, yeah. the, the story that exploded on the site this month. Uh, it is so funny. Oh, and I this, can't wait. This the, video. Cameron had a great idea, whereas he set it up to where neither of us knew what the other one was doing. He would feed us one line at a time. So, <laughs> would, time. so then the responses... Yeah, are they funny? Are dude, they legitimately dude. hilarious? It was it was super great. They kind of grabbed us both last minute, like, hey, come shoot this video. And then Cameron would say, here's one line. You walk out and say this to the other person. And Rachel's one of our newest uh, sales, sales reps. Yeah. And me and her don't have a great... like. It's not like me and Tiffany, who have known each other for forever. You we, and Rachel actually have a really contentious relationship. <laughs> we do. It, it, it's this, been very uncomfortable. This really patched it <laughs> up. Venomous. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so venomous. funny. But we're going to start doing venomous. this. We're going to start doing this every week. Yeah. We're going to start taking... We really are. We're going to start doing these videos of like uh, all these amazing lists that Jesse cooks up and we crowdsource. And we're going to start dramatic interpretations of yeah. them. So, so, okay, just for... <laughs> just so stupid. Uh, you know, the, the, the concept is... 
unintentionally hilarious Christian pickup line. So, like, for example, I'm just going to say one so you can go watch the video. Uh, I was looking through the book of Numbers, and I saw I didn't have yours. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> one one so was, uh, excuse me, is your uh, middle name Grace? Because, baby, you're amazing. Sung <laughs> 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 like that. Wretched. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's a bunch. Okay. Love so it. you were saying. Yeah. Jesse, your slice. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> where are we? Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, all these companies are, are releasing interesting year end things that reveal cultural trends. And then we come out with Christian pickup line videos. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. uh, so you know. Stately, which is a real estate uh, company, looked at what were the most searched terms on Google for each state. But they, they took out all the ones that were common. How to keep a cat from burning. Yeah. <laughs> like, my cat's, on, my fire. cat's on fire. What do I a do? A redhead's more flammable than normal yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. So, so these, yeah. Are, these are what terms were uniquely <laughs> the most popular in states across the country. So I went through all of the lists, and I wanted to see if I can read some of the list of terms, and you guys tell me what state that you think it came <laughs> from. Woo! There was some interesting, like, faith was a constant theme, which I was surprised by. So, for example, <laughs> this one was Donald Trump hair, love wins, Leah Ramey, Scientology. So those are all from one state. All from one state. Love wins, Donald Trump hair, Leah Ramey, Scientology. Arizona. Whoa. California. Uh... Weird. Utah. I, I, I was going to say California, California, but I thought okay. it was too obvious. California. Nice, Joy. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Blood Moon Prophecy, Syrian Refugees, Josh Duggar. Okay, Texas. This could be a, 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 a editorial meeting. Yeah. Texas. All for my mom, that's South Carolina. I mean, it's, it's a Bible Belt. It's definitely a Bible Belt. I'll like go a, Arkansas. Nailed it. Yeah. Nice. nice. Nailed it. Okay, this is Impressive. a really... Because the Duggars were Arkansas. Yeah. This is a uh, evidently a comedy-loving state. All of these uh, showed up on the list uh, for a state. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Aziz Ansari, Inside Amy Schumer and Dad Bod. New York City. New York. Yeah. I was going to say New, New York, York, but if it's not... Boston? Like Massachusetts? Eddie nailed it. Wow. Dang, How am I so good at this? Well, no way. Because here's the deal. They're trapped inside because of all the tundra. Yeah. And yeah. so they just got to like watch comedies nonstop to keep their spirits alive. Well, Otherwise, it'd be very bleak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got to lift their spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So this one only had two. And I find that these two, that the fact that these two were the only ones that showed up on the list, and they're just so weird to be on the same list. <laughs> Ashley Madison hack, Bluebell Recall, which Bluebell is the ice cream. Texas? So these people were Googling if their names showed up in the Ashley <laughs> Madison hack, and then we're looking for recalled ice cream. Is my yeah, ice cream Texas. poisonous? I think Texas. <laughs> and do they know about my, you know, Georgia? Conversation. Louisi- Louisiana. Oh, yeah, we were in the right range. Yeah. Okay. We, we okay. knew exactly the accent. Uh, we didn't know exactly oh. where. <laughs> okay. Blood Moon 2015 Whip Dance Stanky Leg. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> South Carolina. Alabama. Georgia. No, perfect. Georgia. Okay, two more just because they're fine. I, want, I wanted okay. my state to be one. This is, this is like, oh man, this is a really cool state. Hoverboard, Scooter, Rihanna, Kanye West, Drake, and the show Mr. Robot. Oregon. Mr. Robot? Washington. That's the USA drama. Washington, like Seattle, Washington. Well, hip hop and stuff. Hip hop and hoverboard. Illinois, Illinois. yeah. Virginia. Gotta be flat. Indiana. New York. Oh. Oh. I'm the worst at this. Okay. uh, Last one. Okay. Well, let me do two more. I'll I'll wrap it up real quick. Uh, This one only had one man bun. This is the only one that is literally only. Florida. Or uh, uh, Washington. Utah, a dark horse. It makes no sense. Okay. And finally, uh, (laughs) what does bay mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of people in this state. A place place with a lot of old people. What does bay mean? Uh, I'm going to go Arizona again. Phoenix, Florida. 
Ohio. Alabama. Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. Midwest. They, they, you what know, terms that don't, Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's really fun. A stately public. We can maybe uh, post a link on the podcast yeah, yeah. if you want to see more. Okay. Joy, what do you have? Um, okay. Well, you all know I'm getting married. And what are you? Yeah. What? We have to start with a question. Do you guys know what I'm doing in February? <laughs> That's disgusting. Bir- celebrating my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as I'm finding out, I like am such a penny pincher. So I'm like, we're going to do this money, the wedding on a budget. No, sure. it's cr- the caterers get you, the venues get you. They just they get you. So Pastor. I found this article very intriguing because there's the a new MCs. startup. Exorbitant. MCs are astronomical. Oh yeah, we have any. Our writer isn't even. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to be all the like green room. <laughs> oh, we just got uh, started. Yeah, we are a lot. Okay, so this guy um, started a. Uh, he's got this startup called Swan Love. It's in Seattle. That's illegal in forty-eight states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only in Seattle is that Washington. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, Scott Avey is his name, and he is basically saying he the payoff of this startup isn't going to be for a while, but he is giving um, people who are getting married up to ten thousand dollars in loans that they do not have to pay back. It's for their wedding, unless they get divorced, and then they have uh. to pay it back. With interest. So he's betting really that they will get divorced. That's why he's going to make money. Yeah. He's saying the statistics are that it would work out for him in the end. But wow. I don't know if he, the, the 50, 50% divorce rate statistic is not correct. So I don't know if he, uh, hopefully he's done more of his well, homework. But the interest on one loan doesn't like pay like a hundred percent of like doubling. That seems like they have to pay it back. They have to pay the 10,000 back plus interest. Yeah. But if he does, I mean, what, what would you say is a more accurate percentage of divorce? If 54 isn't right. It's really hard to determine that 50% divorce rate was based on in, in the 80s when uh, uh, Reagan did the no-fault divorce. They did, because it spiked, they did a projection of what it would be. And and you really can't track divorce rates because it's based off of, like, if somebody dies and someone's then single, they, they don't know how to determine if someone has died or divorced. It's really weird. Our system can't track it right, but it's much wow. lower. It's, it's probably in the 20%. Um, so huh. anyways, but the point is, so he's saying that he has a lot of like angel investors. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, I wonder if these... But it doesn't make sense. Because even if it was 50%, and, and he charged 100% interest rate, so you had to pay back $20,000, yeah. he's still just breaking even for the other 50% that didn't pay him yeah. anything. Cameron's got a point. It's crazy. About- no, it, to me, it doesn't make sense either. It doesn't make I, I think what's intriguing... Are you sure you read it completely correctly? I did. Well, <laughs> I'm never sure about that. This was actually published in 1998. Yeah. Um, this is from Google News. This yeah. is actually an early 70s... She no, saw but, in GeoCities. Um. But I'm curious. You know how people will... So there's all these angels invest, investors, he's saying, and he, he believes he'll get a return on it, but he's also like, I think this is good because it's causing people to pause and think, like, are we really in this for the long haul? So I think there's something good in that so then i was wondering are these angel investors people who actually like you would donate to an organization who really want to cause people to because you would be much more apt i think to think through your divorce if you were like we now have to pay back but he at the bottom line he does not want people to stay married or he makes no money well i know that's why it is it's weird to me and and, i mean to be honest going through any divorce is incredibly expensive even if you don't have to pay back ten thousand dollars it's still major a lot of you you split everything in half you have to sell houses i mean so it's it's not like at that point yeah yeah, you're selling your house anyway tacking on 10 grand to it isn't going to be the thing that keeps you together yeah yeah i mean i don't know he's saying we've done the stats we you know we've got all these people that are investing in. so basically take advantage of this guy for the next couple months before the reality of the business uh 
it's failure. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want I want to do it. except for what if like his company goes bankrupt? Then what would happen? Uh, well, the investors lose their money. I yeah. mean, that's the risk yeah. of it's doing all insolvent. investing. So it wouldn't be on uh, me. No, no, no. no. Yeah, okay. But see, and the other thing that's weird is that he says um, that they are they you doing this? I want to. They interview all the couples and then give them amount based on that. So my thought is like, oh. if they're like, if they're like, oh well, we can only give you a thousand dollars. You're like, well, they probably think that we are going to stay together. But if they're like, no, we'll give you fifteen. Like <laughs> you're almost like. You know, yeah, you've read all the fine print. It's they do not the, like yeah. they do this, and then they have, then they get to film you or something. It's like, but it's like they don't do the preparing and rich, and they probably don't have like no, marriage that's counseling. The other that they weird thing where they said that they're gonna, um, where is it? They said that they're even gonna set up like free couples counseling. Uh, it, it almost feels like understand. it's something that's it's gonna so ultimately backwards. keep people together, and he won't make money. I don't understand. So, I don't understand it either, but I want to do it. I'm not fully confident you read everything. I did. I promise you I did. It's on In ge- fairness, I just looked at the article. There are not a lot of words. I think she got... I mean, I'm not dogging on at you, but I think you read it least 87% of it. Right. But what I also love is that it's on GeekWire. So if anyone yeah. is on GeekWire, is the heading always like that? No. Geekwire, okay, it's, it Geekwire looks like Star Wars. is like The Onion. It's all fake news. No. no That's okay. it. Oh. <laughs> It's the onion of Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I. The, the ner- they, they're, you just can't tell because they're not funny. Those nerds are not funny. <laughs> so Google changed their algorithm this week. <laughs> somebody, somebody who doesn't understand interest to. Anyway. Oh, well, oh I think I read it. No, I, mean, I think you did too. That's yeah. crazy. I, just think it's, I, just think I don't it's weird. think. Yeah. It's so bizarre. But it, it, sounds- it legitimately, like, if you thought of it not as a business, like maybe it's a, it's like. A, cover a social up. experiment. It's a cover-up for actually an organization going, we're actually going to help keep people together. Like, I'd, I'd be more into it if your dad was, you know, doing that's it. Like, love and respect. Maybe, maybe that's who the angel investors yeah. are, people who actually care we're about betting marriages. on marriage. We're yeah. going to say, like, we want to support good marriages. So they're, but they're not betting on marriage. Right? But, they're but, betting oh. against it. No, but that's what I'm saying. What if the investors are going, I'm willing, just like I would donate to a that nonprofit, I'm going to donate to this in hopes that it will actually keep but, people but together. But I just feel like if, if that's the case... I would. I could figure out a better way to spend ten thousand dollars. Try to keep a co- a more healthy way to keep a couple I, together. Other I don't than know. The money mo- money motivates people. I mean, my dad says that at the Love and Respect conferences. He'll say, you know, if a cam if if I told you to not get in a fight for twenty four hours and a camera crew is going to follow you around and they'd pay you a million dollars, you could do it. So some of you just aren't getting paid enough. <laughs> like <laughs> joking, but yeah. he's saying like some people would stop and pause and go. We could actually work yeah. through this. Yeah. Not always. And I'd rather give them like $5,000 for like brutally honest premarital. Yeah. Like with some, where someone will tell them like, hey, don't get married. Yeah. You know? Which that preparing and rich is good for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. What do you have, Eddie? Well, uh, it's Star Wars week and we're all pretty excited. What's that? <laughs> What's that? It's like a follow up to, uh, it's like a, a sequel Captain, to Captin Kirk, Spock. One yeah. of them gets pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. yeah, everybody's pregnant. <laughs> One of finds out he's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, Time, hey, like the, the, let me just cut you off there. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that the like comedy formula is like three times. I think we're up to the pregnant thing like 10 times and yeah. we're still laughing every time. Yeah. Like a oh, whole thing we said before. <laughs> um, so I. Um, but I'll, he's a man, Joel. He's pregnant and he's a large muscular how man. Can, how can it be? Because both of the girls are broke, but like their parents were wealthy. Why are they in a restaurant? Why aren't they investing? Why has it been this long? Why have they moved on their career? Why did the colonial woman 
pick them to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and doesn't and didn't anybody say before she started churning butter that there was butter available? Because it takes a while to start the churning process. So my slice is about Star Wars, and it is actually a really funny story. A guy in the UK who owns uh, like a distribution warehouse. He like I looked through his website. He just sells like a bunch of like boring things. But um, he bought a an entire stock of counterfeit Star Wars toys from uh, a warehouse that had like closed in China. So he buys these things, but he can't sell them because they're super illegal. So now he's just got this. Why did he buy them? Because he thought it was hilarious, and he's right. Um, so he, he said, I just had to have them. I actually saw and tried pretty hard to see if I could wait, buy wait, so, so are they like obviously knockoffs? Like, they I don't are, understand. This is what the slice is. They are <laughs> as bad as they can possibly be. It is someone that had maybe seen, it's like if Cameron had just decided to make toys with what he knows about Star Wars. Mm. Like, I have a general idea of the characters, and I have a sense of what their names <laughs> may or may not be. has a stick that glows. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right, okay. So all of these toys, they have... I, um, Dark Vazor. They it have... A, they have... It's... Whatever. Uh, it, yeah. came, it came out after the Clone Wars one, and so they have the Star Wars logo on the box and the packaging. Then you look at the characters, and they're... Like, pretty close, but also just terrible. Like, one arm was clearly an arm that's supposed to move up and down, and the other one was meant to move right and left, and they just jammed them both in there, and so they just look really, really disfigured. And, like, it's really painful. So he bought them just as, like, like he has a lifetime supply of gag uh, gifts. Right, and he posted point. it on his blog, and I was, I, I thought it was so funny, because the best part of it is, is the, um, <laughs> is that the names, like... <laughs> Sorry. The names that they came up with that were on accident, like uh, like whoever was making these toys thought that the didn't really understand the characters' names or it was lost in translation. <laughs> so the characters' names are on the box. So I want to quiz you on which way do you want to go? Do you want me to give you the real name and you no, tell no, me what was on the box? We'll never guess what was on the box. You want me tell to tell you? The box, you want yeah. me to tell you what was on the box? Yeah. Okay, okay. The first one <laughs> is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dennis. Um, That's got it. Like I'm trying. I think of one word. Darth Vader. It's got to be Anakin. Yeah, Yoda. It is Darth Maul from the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dennis. So, he, so he almost got Menace. Yeah. Right. Here's one. Well, Here, Dennis here, was a Menace. Here's one you get. And this <laughs> is a. It's a crossover. This is a guy just basically. Wait, what? What? He's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. There's two of them. This is a guy basically just in a yellow shirt, um, and his name is Toby One. Oh, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. That's right. Obi Wan. I know that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then we have the Emperor Daft Sirius. <laughs> Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. That's right. <laughs> we have Little Girl. <laughs> the Princess Leia. Padme. Any other guesses? I'd go Padme. This is Anakin Skywalker. They had no idea that Anakin, <laughs> Anakin was a boy, and they just named it Little Girl. Uh, they have like, um, like at some point they just stopped trying. <laughs> right. They're like, you know what? This one's arm isn't even glued on right. Which is, Here's it's one. Little Girl. Who this, cares? This one I love. This one they named Queen, and so the this girl is just a a, a woman in a black dress, and they named her Queen. <laughs> this is Sabe, the handmaiden who serves as a decoy for the queen. So they didn't understand that in the movie she wasn't actually the oh, queen. Sabe Padme. Yeah. Right. Um, Glorious Star Lord. They have no idea who this is. They've never seen a character that looks like that. <laughs> they, they just made one up. Right. Mace Window. 
Yeah, nice. good one. Uh, upright slug is some Jabba leader. The Hutt. I think this Jar-Jar is where, Binks. I think this is where we get into uh, Tiffany Brunson jokes because I think she only knows who some of these characters are. Uh, here's one of my favorites: R two three PO. And it it's, it's it's a set of twins, right? <laughs> no, it, it's one person, and it basically looks like the Terminator robot with red and blue lines all over it. Oddly enough, they got one character completely right, both in look and in name. Jar Jar Binks. It's exactly <laughs> perfect. It transcends cultures. So yeah. Uh, attack robot. It's, a, it's, a, it's a vaguely offensive in every culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hate it, hate it in every culture. Yeah. And then finally, uh, and I'm going to go backwards on this one. They have w- Watto, the junk dealer. Remember the guy that's like helping yeah. Anakin get the like the blue flying. Yeah. Guy. Watto, the junk dealer. They just named him what? <laughs> W-H-A-T. So, um, so I don't know how to get my hands on these. This guy's not selling them, but uh, we have to. priceless. It's yeah. the ultimate Star Wars collector fan. Happy Star Wars week, everyone. May the force be with you. Beam me up, Scotty. All right. <laughs> that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Rin Collective. Listening to Grimes song is Flesh Without Blood. Again, these songs appear on the brand new relevant Spotify playlists, which are kind of daily being improved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you launch something and then you like go back and you tweak and you keep tweaking. We're tweakers. We yeah. keep adding awesome stuff. Yeah. It keeps getting better and better. Literally, if you, you know, signed up on Friday, check back on Tuesday, there's gonna be a ton of new stuff. Yeah. Not saying that that's gonna be always like that. Well, but we'll there also, are, there's a bunch of lists that we will be updating weekly and making new lists. And a lot of new lists. Yeah, this is really we have exciting. ideas. We have ideas for like '90s alternative Christian rock, <laughs> right up everyone's alley. That's gonna be incredible. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else should we do? We should. I should do a primer to uh, Christian hip hop. Ooh. Because I can go back to like Dynamic Twins, Gospel yeah. Gangsters. Yeah, we could do a list of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, there's a lot. We have a lot cooking. So several lists that we'll update every week, and then we will continually be launching new lists as well. Check it out. Rent Collective is a worship band from a small town off the coast of Northern Ireland, which is uh, different than off the northern coast of Ireland. (laughs) Good good distinction. Good to know. Well, hey, uh, our UK geography people have uh, called us (laughs) to task for mixing those up. I'm going to have to change my Christmas travel plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up in a totally different country yeah. than you thought. <laughs> they uh, released a new worship album back in August, but right now they're out on a Christmas tour and uh, are um, talking about their Christmas album that they released. Yeah. It's uh, kind of Irish folk uh, Christmas music. It's, it's called Campfire Christmas. Awesome. I it's, love it. It's really great. So yeah. uh, we thought, who better to uh, kind of take us on a tour of the best moments of the album and uh, tell us the stories behind the songs other than the band themselves? Sure. I, I voted for me, but everyone said no. So Ren <laughs> You don't know is. what you're talking about. You're going to you think Ireland and Northern Ireland are the same thing. Without any further ado, here is Ren Collective.
Well, I guess the heart behind Campfire Christmas is almost kind of capturing that incarnational message of Christmas in music. Um, you know, I'm going to see Handel's Messiah over the Christmas season, and that certainly captures one aspect of God, which is Him and His in his glory and his splendor and his might and his majesty. And that's definitely half of the, the Christmas story is all about that, that wonder and majesty of God. But I suppose maybe the thing that really resonates with, with us as a band and, and me as an individual is the the fact that the Christmas tells us this story about God coming down and just being a part of our lives, coming in and being the word made flesh. And that's almost what we're without being too high-minded about it, uh, almost what we're trying to capture with Campfire Christmas. It's this incarnational, really touchable version of worship to kind of uh, parallel the, the, the touchable Christ. He, he came down and, and wasn't scared to, to get his hands dirty with, uh, with messy people, but uh, showed us grace close up and personal. And, and that's almost the sound that we're going for. You know, it's not... Uh, polished perfection it's not Michael Bublé silky vocal it's um, it's something utterly different to that it's slightly out of tune banjos and you know borderline too out of tune vocals <laughs> and uh, we didn't want to polish it up too much but we wanted to put out that kind of raw honest expression of worship because I guess that's what God offered us through through the Christmas message is this uh ability to to see God raw and uh, unpolished. The song Joy to the World is one of the songs that we keep coming back to as a band. Believe it or not, we are uh, weird enough to listen to our own Christmas music. <laughs> it's the only album that we actually listen to of our own music over and over again every year. And it's it's just because it's so much fun and it kind of feels like family to us. But Joy to the World is definitely our, uh, our top favorite, our go-to. And I think the reason why is because for us, what one of the big messages of Christmas is, of course, the the good news. And sometimes I think, like as Christians and as Christian culture, we can really lose sight of the fact that this is good news that is absolutely worth celebrating. Uh, we can get all upset about the color of cups that various coffee shops are using and stuff like that, and it, it feels like we're not necessarily capturing the good news. We're getting caught up in. Uh, commercialism, we're getting caught up in chasing after the, the rat race at Christmas, but fundamentally it's a it's a joyful message and uh, the music kind of steps in to reflect that as well. The, the words are beautiful uh, as a result of them being 100% not written by us and uh, <laughs> you know, the music is kind of this almost like Motown soul folk mashup and uh it sounds like the, the weirdest mixture of music in the world, but it was just all the things that we thought might be fun. We, we threw everything at it that we could. Um, you know, we even have a sort of call and response section that, that kind of is almost a bit cheesy, and we like that because cheesy's fun sometimes. <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, Joy to the World is just this attempt to capture some of the fun, some of the life uh, behind the good news of the Christmas message. Shining Light is another of our favorite songs from the Christmas record and uh, the reason being that it's kind of unusual. Um, Shining Light is a single that came out years ago by a Northern Irish pop act called Ash and it wasn't even a Christmas song, let alone a Christian song. Uh, but for us it was a song that we'd grown up listening to and, and really enjoyed and I guess if there's, a, if there's anything to take away from, from the Christmas story it's this idea that there are no godless spaces down here, that that everything is sacred, that those things that we might have thought that God had no part in or, or no business being near, like a manger or, uh, or I guess, humanity, uh, we know that, that God wants to be a part of those things, that he's not too far and lofty to come down and, uh, and minister to those things. And I guess what we wanted to do by, by playing a secular song that was in no way designed for uh, worship purposes was to almost reflect this idea that God is reclaiming every space, not just the ones that we label sacred. And th there's some beautiful words in the song. Uh, the idea of um, seeing the the constellations, of seeing the, the Star of David and, and realizing and realizing that hope is arriving on earth is just such a beautiful message and something that is so easily reclaimed uh, as sacred. And with it being Northern Irish as well, which is obviously where we're from, we wanted to nod to that and uh, not forget our roots. <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun for us to play that song, even though it was kind of a summer pop hit and now we're trying to turn it into a uh, a Christmas Christian not quite hit. <laughs> So yeah, Shining Light is just one of our absolute favorite songs. That was Rind Collective. You can follow them on Twitter at Rind Collective. And uh, make sure to check out their Christmas album, Campfire Christmas, is out now. King of Kings Day, freedom at last is first place. Hashtag same team for the direction. Verily, verily, not necessarily with the craft. Ain't imitation, shedding, get shredded, sharpen your edits. Learn a lesson when I reverse the subject and predicate. Get your wraps up. Matter of fact, stand up. Two feet on the shoulders of Shaq, bruh. With a sharpie and a pen and a pad. Write a rap, write every simile. This episode of The Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Kalo, makers of the functional wedding ring for your active lifestyle. 
Kalu rings are made from hypoallergenic medical grade silicone, so they're always safe and comfortable. Kalu rings are perfect for surfers, crossfitters, rock climbers, police officers, firefighters, and anyone else who is tired of going without their metal wedding ring. Rings start at only $15.99. Plus, you'll get free shipping on all orders through Christmas, so they make great gifts for your active husband or wife. So go to Kalo.com, that's Q-A-L-O.com now, and use the promo code RELEVANT at checkout to get 15% off any purchase. Kalo. Commitment is contagious. After that, a supernatural disaster just happened to happen. What's happening? Let's get it cracking. Y'all better have faith. Got a habit of taking your place on your homie's tablet as a favorite rapper. Matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, the only rapper. Last May, seen a jackpot link and they hit play. Went to Google Play, you was history that day. Sorted it by genre, hip-hop, he had J. Uh, added You're listening to Jay like Gibbons. The song is Ignorantro. Uh, another one of the relevant top 10 albums of 2015. Yeah, it's awesome. He's, Jay young, Gibbons. he's a young guy. He's great. Uh, I first saw Jay Gibbons performing uh, with Propaganda on tour a couple years ago. Is it awesome? He's, he was incredible. Yeah. He's, his whole album has this kind of like old school hip hop yeah, totally. kind of vibe to it, which yeah. is my favorite. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Well, this week, Netflix is releasing its new true crime documentary series called Making a Murderer. Uh, which uh, follows investigative series like HBO's The Jinx mm-hmm. and the Serial Podcast, uh, whose second season just launched last week, which have led to a revival in the f- in the true crime genre. The shows not only look at high profile crimes but failures in the criminal justice system. So, what better time to talk to Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist Maurice Posley, who, in addition to being a New York Times best selling author of three true crime books, also helps run the National Registry of Exonerations which tracks wrongful convictions and exonerations across the country. He's an expert in wrongful convictions and why innocent people go to prison for crimes they didn't commit. Our very own Jesse Carey spoke with him. Here is Maurice Posley. The name of the group, or the name of the the National Registry of Exonerations, came about because Sam Gross, a law professor at Michigan, who was the co-founder of this project, um, has written a lot about this academically over the years, um, uh, the phenomenon of wrongful convictions and exonerations. And in 2003, he published what was at that point considered the most in-depth look, and I think there were about 300 um, at that point. And he said, unfortunately, there is no National Registry of Exonerations where you can just go and look these things up. Yeah. Nobody collects them. Um, it, so that was sort of how the idea was born. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things is we're getting better at finding them mm-hmm. because we're actually really looking. Um, I mean, that's what a major part of my job is, is to look for these. To, uh, and how do you find them? You know, through the news media, word of mouth. Now that there is a registry, people email us, people call us and say, you know, I think my case qualifies. Yeah. That's happened a few times where it's the person themselves. No press, no way uh, we would have known about it. Uh, But the person says, well, you know, I was exonerated. And then so you start to drill down and you talk to the defense lawyer and you talk to the prosecutor and sure enough... The person qualifies. It's an exoneration. Is there any sort of recourse for a prosecutor or a law enforcement or criminal justice 
employees who knowingly will try to get someone convicted of a crime that they didn't commit? Well, there's a bunch of things that can happen. Um, most of them don't. But uh, from my perspective, I don't think prosecutors or police, uh, let me just stick with prosecutors, go into court and say, you know, today I'm going to try and convict someone who is innocent. I think that they come to believe that people are guilty and they put on blinders, you know, it's tunnel vision, um, and they disregard things that point to a person's innocence as either distractions or red herring. Um, most prosecutors get the cases from police and they say, here's the guy, we got the guy, we got the person. Um, this is the crime. And 25% of the 1,500 plus cases in the registry were not crimes. There was no crime committed. Either someone falsely accused someone of a crime that never committed, such as a sexual assault, or mm. uh, or it was an accident. An arson, something was called an arson when, in fact, it was an accidental fire or shaken baby cases, which we now realize uh, that the science that was behind them is very suspect and faulty, and that people were convicted of shaking babies to death when they didn't do it. Um, and they, it was the kid might have had a fall yeah. or something like that. So um, they, they come into court and they're convinced that this person did this deed, this terrible thing. Prosecutors have immunity, absolute immunity, from anything they do as a prosecutor. If they, do, if they begin to act as an investigator, um, they have only qualified immunity, limited immunity. But essentially, you can't sue a prosecutor and win. Yeah, Police, you can sue police. And so you see judgments, um, large judgments uh, against municipalities because of the actions of police. Central Park 5, Jogger case, um, settled for about $40 million that was divided five ways because of the five defendants. Some states have compensation for people, but in terms of punishing intentional misconduct, it rarely happens. It, 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 it seems like there is some systemic issue if this is you know such a common thing what, what, what could be done on a high level that could potentially uh, prevent people from being wrongfully convicted or is there obvious steps that the, the, the criminal justice system could fix well there have been reforms that have been proposed some have been implemented in a number of uh, ways to reduce the chances of a person being an innocent person being wrongly convicted. Um, certainly now you can do DNA testing before uh, a trial. Yeah. Uh, and there are any number of cases where people have been arrested and then later the charges have been dismissed because the DNA tests um, show that that was not them. Uh, reforms in eyewitness identification uh, procedures. Uh, that's one of the used to be considered, you know, really rock solid. And what we now know is that it's not. And that people's memories are suspect. Um, and that um, the whole identification process can be manipulated uh, by police. Um, 
people can be coerced, people can be uh, subject to very suggestive, where they don't even realize that they're being uh, influenced. Um, you know, efforts to provide more money to the defense bar, by that I mean public defenders, um, for things like testing experts. A lot of people think that there should be much more discipline of prosecutors because there's virtually none um, that goes on, that there's more lobbying to take away their immunity. Um, you know, some people would say that uh, the immunity is for the unethical prosecutor. The ethical prosecutors don't need it. For people that want to get involved with, you know, some sort of advocacy or support organizations that are helping to exonerate uh, people who have been wrong, wrongfully convicted, where would you point them? Like, how could they uh, do do something, whether it's even uh, financial support or, or become an advocate or, or volunteer time? Is there a, an easy or, or um, organized way for them to become involved in this issue? There's something called the Innocence Network. Um, that if you just Google Innocence Network, um, this is the umbrella group of all the Innocence Projects in the country. Not all states have them. Most states do. Um, but you can find out who is the closest Innocence Project to you and, uh, and reach out to them and say, you know, is there some way I can help, even if it is, you know, financial. You know, we, um, we do research only. Um, and so it's, it's tough to get research dollars, um, uh, to do research, but our, you know, and I, we view what we do as valuable because it contributes to policymakers decision making and, and, um, how people are going to introduce changes based on data that say this is required, this is necessary, but the actual work of exonerating, uh, people who are sitting in prison is you know time consuming and uh, not cheap and there's not enough people who do it you know most innocence projects um won't even take a case unless the person is in prison and is in prison has at least five or more years left on their sentence because it's just sort of it's what they have to triage these things and, and let's work on the cases where people are doing life and doing, you know, that sort of thing. When Illinois, when George, Governor Ryan commuted all the death sentences in Illinois, there were a, a small group of people on death row who didn't want their sentences commuted because they felt that they would get less attention from advocacy groups or innocence project or people who do this kind of work pro bono. Uh, 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 work to exonerate wrongfully convicted people. And, you know, when you take away the immediacy, even though, you know, 25 years, you could sit on death row in California, but you take away the, the immediacy of an execution and there's a little less urgency. So um, there's that. I mean, um, a, a lot of law schools um, are looking for... Uh, people who will be willing to volunteer to do some research um, that if they have little innocence clinics, uh, a lot of them are for their law students, but 
clearly there's uh, always a need for financial support. It, there, there really is, and you see these, uh, I, I'm on the listserv, and every Innocence Project has their annual sort of fundraising gala, um, and um, it's tough. They're all sort of fighting for the same dollars, and you know, you, you hear the testimonies of some of these people who were exonerated, and you know, the, the powerful connection that's made with the, the lawyers and law students who, who did, do this work and did this work, it's, um, it's pretty moving. That was Maurice Posley. You can find out more about his work at mauriceposley.com. Up next, feedback. Listen to Mute Math. The song is used to. Uh, if you haven't listened to Mute Math in a few years, the new album is really good. Yeah, it's it, awesome. it really is. I, we we're talking about the albums doing write ups this week, and it was like up to now, I feel like Mute Math has been focused on their sound, like or their performance. I would yeah, say. yeah, like the outer and edges the, and of the tricks they can play yeah. with their instruments. Yeah, like the outer edges of like production, yeah. like all uh-huh. these crazy sounds. They're focused on the song this time around, yeah. and they're writing really good, restrained, yeah. great mm-hmm. songs. It's yeah. a yeah. really cool album. Totally, totally. agree. Um, okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got talking, you know, two weeks ago, we got talking about the Holy Land Experience. Last week, we got talking about the <laughs> the Answers in Genesis Creation Museum new thing with the Ark. Yeah. Um, big new uh, launch coming up of a theme park about Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we talked about some actual attractions that are going to be appearing, and we thought uh, we should ask you guys for the question of the week. What are some other attractions that should be added to the Ark Encounter mm. uh, there in uh, northern Kentucky, Cincinnati metro area? You guys went over to the uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted some ideas there. You also hit us up on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. Here's a few of our favorites. Jason uh, wrote (laughs) some really funny ones. Uh, Obviously, this isn't really a theme. It's just there's no drainage because when it rains, it floods. That should be obvious. It's obvious. Yeah, I mean, you know, who cares for the health department? What's the worst that can happen? Hands off, Uncle Sam. The flooding's on purpose. (laughs) No thanks, Obama. (laughs) Hands off my my boat, Brock. (laughs) Uh, The other one (laughs) is called Jurassic Park. It's a race around the park that ends when the dinosaurs don't make it onto the ark. (laughs) Somehow, there's also unicorns and dragons that should be involved because they didn't make it either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like what Heather uh, L. said. She said, it, one, it would be the Arctic journey ride Ooh, where you have nice. to steer the Ark around icebergs. <laughs> and then she said, two, a ride. It's James Cameron's Arctic adventure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have that at SeaWorld. Yeah. They actually Perfect. have one of those. Do they? Yeah, yeah. One of those like simulator rides where you're going all around the Are you polar. in a whaling ship? 
No, you're in some sort of. <laughs> it's t- it's absolutely nauseating. Yeah, it you're in some sort of like do flying helicoptery off? thing. Do you have to fight off the guys from Whale Wars as they throw stink bombs up on your deck? <laughs> <laughs> no, the goal is to like swoop up there and scoop up a whale and put it in a big pool for the rest of its living days. A big miserable <laughs> dirty pool. <I> mean. <laughs> So the fins bend a little, and it's real sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know that happens in captivity, don't you? Yeah, but we saw them this week. They, like, they love they rock dance. music. They but love they to actually, dance. it's different now because they're they're dancing to Christmas music, and they like it so much more. Hark you the bells, sweet silver bells, swish swish. The, the, the little dorsal fin perks up yeah. at Christmas time. They just love it. And they know. Up just, oh, yeah. I'm the reason for the season, and they jump up and they do their little flippies. Yeah, here's here's a bucket of rancid fish. Good job. Now, um, back, to, now back to the holding pen. Yeah. <laughs> Those pools are pretty big though i don't know if you've seen the ocean but it's not that big okay. if you want your um, next bucket of rancid fish you'll go to the holding pen you will jump jump and flip for the rock and roll music smile you can park that fan up, park that fan up. yeah <laughs> the fins making the children sad listen listen guys uh we got we got a little executive meeting here the saggy fans are bumming a lot. <laughs> Is there any way we can just put some sort of uh, kind of prop on that? Do <laughs> we got any extra slot buckets so little, that we could can we splint dump out there? there we'll splint it. We could uh, knock it out and put a little... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could stop doing like the nighttime rehearsals where they have to rehearse all night and then perform all day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just give them the the evening off. The fins are the fins are sagging. And yeah, I, tired. I think I think this year we give them two extra slot buckets. For what Christmas. if now here's an idea, guys? And we're just around the executive table here. What if we showed them pictures of their parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because big. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure when we strip them out of the wild, we take pictures of the parents chasing right. the boat trying to rescue them. Right. So what if we did it, but we did different music and it was like happy sounds like I got it right and then they're super it. happy let's play that like, hey you know what like you know dolphins. what we'll do you know what we'll do play what? a Michael Jackson song yeah uh, heal the world me like the river Jordan yeah oh that's a good song I can play but, that but, on Eddie, you still go to SeaWorld that's funny <laughs> you still support just, them financially it just blows my mind that you will watch Forks and Knives and become a hardcore yeah, vegan and, and you will not watch the Blackfish black fish you became a, a vegan for not health but ethical reasons which i respect right no only health reasons oh, okay <laughs> i don't care about killing animals okay. we have dominion he over the earth kills animals for fun i actually but doesn't have eat them. i have oh, no me. problem yeah yeah we have a veal of the month subscription <laughs> just to make sure that we're keeping our quota of screaming yeah. J- J- yeah. You, you did, you, your thing is you want to keep the population levels in the wild down so you just right. get the veal and just dump it in the garbage right can, like right. we're gonna have a sea world he takes pass. it to sea world and throws it in the big sure z- i'm giving it a, a financial incentive for people to be out killing animals <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm wasting veal. It means I'm wasting right. veal. I'd like to bring up Michaela Fulton, uh, who said, every 40 days, the entire park is overwhelmed with devastating floods. Only the holiest will survive. I like that. You show yeah. up and you don't know. You don't is know. today the day they're going to flood us all out and I don't yeah. make it? Your odds aren't <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. But every 40 days. Well, well, obviously, as Peter noted, the gift shop would only sell umbrellas and rain gear. I mean, right. That's, I think that's, that's, a, totally yeah, that's a given. Good yeah, we knew that Peter. already. Well, there's a bunch more. Uh, you guys should go check them out. Um, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, uh, this is the last studio cast uh, episode of 2015. Oh, ever. Oh, ever. Yeah, oh. And uh, going out on a high note. Yeah. Uh, no, next <laughs> next week, uh, Are we? <laughs> Jeremiah and I will be uh, recapping the year and playing some of the highlights of the show, and it'll be fun. Uh, but this is the last one with the full crew, so we won't have a normal question of the week. Yeah. But we, we check it, we read it, uh, we still come to work, and so we want to hear from you. And yeah. what we want to know is, who would you like to see on the show next year? 
fear as we're lining up guests for the spring and everything, uh, whether that be bands to come through the studio, please be realistic, and uh, or authors or interesting people who are out there doing interesting things that you think would be a great fit uh, to be a guest on the show. I think show. I should interview Jennifer Lawrence about the film Joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can make that happen. It's a right? joy, on joy. Joy. Right. joy on Joy. Joy on Joy. I'll put in my normal requests. Okay. Yeah. DC Talk. Yeah, we right. know. Yeah. We know. We it's, it. it's not a joke. I really want to talk to them. So that's, <laughs> that's what I want for 2016. Eddie, we try to make it happen for the anniversary show. They don't want to talk to you is the thing. I hear you and I reject that. <laughs> I throw that back at you and I'm going to not accept that. <laughs> and I'm going to continue sending my daily barrage of emails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, what is Steve Green up to these days? Good question. <laughs> you know what we used to do as a Where Are They Now segment? Yes, all next... I'll interview them. Okay. Deal. Except that was I my think, first concert. I think most of these guys don't They don't realize... think of themselves Where Are, they, a, now? Where are they Now? Yeah. <laughs> like, where am like, I? What are you talking about? I'm uh, still ministering where, the... Yeah, I still... Where I just, have I uh, been? I've, I just been... record a new album that I'm selling out of my garage. What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, I've been relevant. Why would you... Maybe we could phrase it as like our favorite Christian celebrities as children. Catching up with the Christians. <laughs> Catching up with joy. Catching up with joy. That's a Sandy good Patty, so, yeah. how are you? That's a jingle that writes itself. Yep. Uh, yeah, so yeah, hit us up and let us know who you'd like to see on the show next next year. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, you can tweet us at Relevant Podcast or you can go to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post your replies there. Many thanks to our show sponsor, uh, Squarespace. Remember, you can uh, do a free trial and check out the site. Uh, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Thanks also to Ren Collective for uh, joining us. Make sure to check out their yeah. Campfire Christmas album. It's out now. And thanks also to Maurice Posley for talking to us. You can check out his Pulitzer Prize winning work at mauriceposley.com. P-O-S-S-L-E-Y.com. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube rel- uh, the YouTube channel, the relevant YouTube channel. It's got these videos we were talking about earlier. Uh, every week, we're going to be putting up new uh, video content. Also, uh, extracts from this week's show will be there. Um, and there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Sit around the fire with your family, sipping some eggnog. Watching the YouTube. <laughs> just, just just watching the Christian pickup lines. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, get the magazine. Right now, you can give a gift subscription or subscribe for only 12 bucks. It's only a dollar a month. It's a gift that keeps on giving, and you can do it last second. Just yeah. print out the little yeah. voucher and which, put it in a card. Which, P.S., if you're listening and going like, oh, if I need to get a last second gift, it's now. Yeah, it's right, right it's now. now. Yeah, it's too late. You need, <laughs> to, you need to right now yeah, just go your by. Your window is closing rapidly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Christmas yeah. is in like 15 minutes. And like if you want to <laughs> be the hit of your holiday gathering, Christmas gathering, uh, download A Very Relevant Christmas Volume 5, two albums full of uh, original and exclusive uh, Christmas songs that's cool. available now on the drop at relomax.com it's super easy just download it important to your iTunes take it with you <sighs> impress Jeremiah, you your friends help that help impress you your that. friends yeah <laughs> well and then we'll wrap it up I mean yes. it's, it's a year for you guys I mean this is I mean we'll be on next week yeah. but uh, another year. year in the books yeah 10 year podcast lots of good jokes <sighs> 10 and still going <laughs> really <laughs> probably I just, I just got tired yeah. Yeah. So, uh, people, people uh, send me uh, you know like articles on Line from time to time, you know, like this is this is the year coming up. Apparently, it's gonna be a big year for this new thing called podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you guys should you should launch one of those. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I We've idea. been doing it since it was literally us and the how to launch a podcast podcast, <laughs> <laughs> us and some NPR shows that yeah. they just put yeah. online. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, guys, this was fun. Thanks. Yeah, was I love doing it in person with you it's guys. It's always a blast. Yeah. This is the best. You guys are Jesse. You're so much taller. We've talked about this. <laughs> Rack up the freaking flower mouse 51 times a year. Just fly in. Do it in the studio with us. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like you it. Can do it. Really, yeah. was nice. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your With twin. With excited about <laughs> next year, I'm Jesse Carey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Merry Christmas. For the Best Up Show. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. Yeah, here's a, here's a bucket of rancid fish. Good job. Now back to the holding pen.